Welcome to Storytime with Michael Kingswood. I'm Michael Kingswood, a retired submarine officer. I'm also a private pilot, martial artist, engineer, and a lifelong fan of science fiction and fantasy. I've written and published dozens of stories across the entire spectrum of speculative fiction. So sit back, let your mind wander through realms of adventure as I tell you a story. Hi friends, it's episode two of Storytime with Michael Kingswood, and we're continuing on with Veritas Morte, science fiction novella that I wrote. Imagine that. The last scene we left off with our hero, Lucian, who had uh, gotten a briefing from his father's retainers about the ongoing military campaign in Corellis, and specifically in Neonovus system which is a colony of Corellis and uh, then they got interrupted and the de diplomatic delegation from the Capistrani Republic arrived and he was taken aback because uh, the princess was heading it up instead of a man of course that didn't matter because she was hot and poised and just well, he got totally taken in and of course because of that he's like man maybe this diplomacy instead of fighting isn't going to be so boring after all I guess we'll see. Anyway, uh, we'll continue on the story now. Thanks again to Keith Mickelson for the awesome narration. Enjoy. Veritas Morte, a science fiction novella by Michael Kingswood. Narrated by Keith Mickelson. What is your impression of Princess Ulfilia? The Emperor asked between bites of fruit. Lucian sat across the table from him in the Emperor's private dining area, adjacent to his living quarters. As with every other space on the ship, it was small compared to what Lucian had been used to in the palace. But by shipboard standards, it was huge, especially for only one person's use. The table itself was real mahogany, and it must have been quite a feat to find and preserve. There were not many pieces that could trace their roots back to old earth these many centuries after the expansion. The table alone was probably worth more than the rest of the flagship. Well, maybe a small corvette. Like Lucian, the Emperor was dressed down for breakfast, in a black silk kimono of similar cut to the blue outfits the Imperial Court wore, but as always he wore the half-moon and star over his left breast. He chewed slowly, watching Lucian's reaction to his words intently through his deep green eyes. Lucian shrugged and stabbed out a slice of melon with his fork, thinking carefully how to answer. They were alone, and there really was no need for caution, not here with his own father. But knowing that, and changing habits that had been ingrained through years of hard lessons were two different things entirely. Finally, he said, "'Not what I expected.' The Emperor snorted out a half-laugh and reached for his goblet, which was filled with the grey-white milk of a Tiberian mollusk snake. Supposedly, their milk prolonged youth and vitality when consumed in moderation, but Lucian had his doubts. The Emperor was not all that old yet, and he took a substantial battery of supplements, any combination of which may have kept him looking more youthful than lesser men. 
or it may have just been good genes and a healthy training regime. That did not stop the milk from being outrageously expensive. The emperor sipped at the milk and pursed his lips slightly. It was notoriously bitter, before replying, You expected some wilting flour that we could walk over with ease, eh? He sniffed and shook his head before lowering his goblet back to the table. No chance of that in a woman from Campestra. They are uppity creatures, the lot of them. He paused for a moment, pondering. Still, the Capistrani are far from the oddest societies out here, past our borders. For a second his expression almost matched the admirals from yesterday afternoon. My tutors did their best, but I was ill-prepared for that reality on my first campaign. Fortunately, Abernathy has proven more than dedicated, so I doubt you'll have all the disadvantages I did but there will be many surprises to come. Lucian nodded, but did not reply. He considered his father's words for a long minute as he chewed on another piece of melon. The emperor had only rarely spoken so openly of his own boyhood before. Why the reminiscing at this particular time? Did it mean something in particular, or... I'd like you to spend some time with her, said the emperor as he wiped his mouth with his napkin. After this morning's meeting, see if she would be amenable for tea or whatever catches your fancy. Lucian blinked, surprised. I will, father, but why? It is not enough that I ask it of you. Lucian closed his mouth quickly, too quickly, as his teeth met each other jarringly with an audible clack that seemed to echo through the room. The emperor cocked his head to the side as he regarded his son for a second. Then he chuckled and smiled ever so slightly. If the negotiations do not go well, Capistra and her allies may decide to push the Corellus issue further than is wise. It could lead to an expansion of the war. So? We more than outnumber them? The Emperor's smile grew slightly, becoming amused. True. But it is not wise to resort to force if it is not necessary. The Capistrani Republic could make a valuable addition to our empire or at least a worthwhile client state. If we were to go to war with them, it could make their integration more difficult. Lucian frowned. This was an unexpected turn. The Empire had been pushed into the Corellus campaign by Corellus's aggression against Korra's ally. The jump from there to the annexation of Capistra seemed flimsy at best. He was about to say as much, but the Emperor continued on. It could be, he said, dropping his napkin and standing up, that the only way to avoid that will be to form an alliance between our families, if that should be required. Better that you and she had gotten to know each other a bit beforehand, hmm? He pulled on the bottom hem of his kimono, settling it more properly on his shoulders, then turned toward the door. Lucian jerked back in a seat, as though slapped. The Emperor could not have meant... No, that was... Was it? He called out to his father's retreating back. You mean to marry me off to her? The Emperor stopped and half-turned, an eyebrow rising as he regarded his son. You cannot tell me. The idea does not appeal to you. Not after the way you were looking at her last night. She is a comely lass, 
His gaze hardened as he saw the look of dismay on Lucian's face, and he made a soft tisking sound. Come now, Lucian. This is how the universe works. Your sister's marriage to Count Potterick guaranteed Heaven's Gate's merger with the Empire, and with them, four other worlds. If marrying you to Ophelia can accomplish the same with Capistra, and avoid unnecessary expense and death in the process, he let the rest go unsaid. Lucian did not know how to respond. Ophelia was attractive, certainly more than attractive, but not a lady, not the sort the prince, the future emperor, may that day be far off, ought to marry anyway. He shook his head in denial. The emperor's smile faded completely, his face hardening. You are my son, Lucian, and more than that, you are the son of the Empire. You belong to the Empire as much as she belongs to you, and you will do your duty for her. He glanced at the wall to Lucian's right, where a ship's status panel displayed, among other things, the local time. The morning briefing is in forty-five minutes. See that you are on time. And then the Emperor left the room. Oh man, poor Lucian. What do you mean I gotta marry that girl? I mean, she's hot and all, but... What? But Dad? Dad? Oh well. Them's the breaks when you're the crown prince. You don't get to pick who you marry. Anyway, I hope you like this scene. Uh, next one's coming up in the next episode. And in the meantime, if you want to buy the book, you can find it, again, the ebooks exclusively on Amazon. Go wide at some point here down the road. Haven't decided exactly when. Print book you can find anywhere, and the audiobook is everywhere. Audiobooks are sold. That'll do it for this episode of Storytime with Michael Kingswood. Come by my website, michaelkingswood.com, for information about my work. There you can sign up for a newsletter where I tell about new releases and special promotions guaranteed to be spam free or just drop me an email at michael at michaelkingswood.com and i look forward to hearing from you if you really like my stuff and feel like giving me a buck drop by patreon and sign up to be a patron as always if you like today's story be sure to leave a review on your favorite online bookstore and share this podcast with all your friends this production is copyrighted michael kingswood Intro and outro music, copyright Jean Paul Zogby, licensed through stockmusic.net. All rights reserved.